Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 27. I'm Tim McNiff, alongside PhD, Cindra Kampoff, certified mental performance coach, keynote speaker, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University in Mankato, and founder and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, which provides keynotes and trainings to business and sports teams, seeking to help you, your staff, your athletes, how to gain the high-performance edge. You can contact Cindra via email at Cindra at Cindra at cindercampoff.com, or you can work through me if you prefer. That's timmcniff.com slash contact. And this, folks, is a big week because Dr. Kampoff has had a larger week than usual, and we're referring to Cinder Kampoff. That's saying something. <laughs> You're awesome, Tim. <laughs> I How are you? Week. I'm doing really great. How are you? I am good. You've got something cooking here that is very exciting, and we're going to get to it right off the top because if you've never listened to this podcast before, how dare you? No, 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 no. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> if you've never listened to this podcast before, we got a lot of wood to chop in this one. If we're going to keep it uh, to the time frame that we've been told is the optimum for your listening uh, pleasure, because not only are we going to talk about uh, – Chapter 26 in review. Not only are we going to talk about Chapter 27 going forward, not only are we going to wrap up practice number five, and haven't you really gotten your money's worth by that point? I think you have. (laughs) We're not stopping there. No. We are also going to talk about, drum roll please, the High Performance Mindset Summit. Sindra, fill us in. So, Tim, I was supposed to do a TED Talk next Friday, and right at the beginning of when all this was happening with COVID-19, that was one of the things that was either postponed, canceled, or not sure, and I was so disappointed. (laughs) I knew I needed to, like, direct my attention elsewhere, and so I always wanted to do a summit, and so I got 20 of the best people in performance psychology Um, to be part of the summit. In the last week and a half, I've interviewed all 20 of them for about 30 minutes or so, and I've asked them all the same questions. And Tim, I got done with them yesterday. I couldn't sleep because I was like, my brain was exploding. Like, I learned so much, and I was on fire at the end, and I can't wait for people to listen because the topic really of the summit is like how to deal with adversity and change. And you have, you know, 20 of the top mindset experts talking about it. So I was taking notes (laughs) like a crazy person. And what people are really going to learn is some some really top tools to put in your toolbox to deal with whatever you're dealing with right now. And I guarantee by the end, you're going to have an unstoppable uh, toolbox. And we talk about fear and anxiety and how to stay in the present 
and uh, how to lead yourself with grit and energy and resilience and really just strategies to deal with the emotions that um, you're experiencing right now, whatever they might be. So I'm just pumped to like add this to like, I don't know, bring all these people together and um, add it to people's like toolbox. So it's been like, I've had some pinch me moments, Tim. <laughs> I know you got to talk to a lot of people who mean a lot to you. And, yeah. and as a wise person once wrote, things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And you <laughs> had this disappointment of not getting the opportunity at this time to do your TED Talk. Did you cry? Did you go into a ball and curl up and, and weep? No, you did not. What did you do? You turned it into something else, something that is going to add benefit to people, but in a different way. And, yeah. and just so people know, uh, I got to participate in this too, not in the dispensing of wisdom, but I got to quiz you. So the way you talk to everybody else, I got to ask you the questions. It was fun. Um, and I'm just excited to, to provide this for people right now. I think it's a time where we really need mindset and um, it's really the only thing ultimately that we can control. And uh, this shapes our experience. It shapes the meaning that we're creating out of this time. And it's really going to either help us or hinder us. And I actually think this is a time you can still thrive, right? Like not just survive. And it's really like mindset that leads that um, to that, your ability to do that. So uh, yeah, best-selling authors, influencers, people who work with pro sports teams. And we're not just talking about sports. We're talking about life. And um, it, yeah, it was really, really fun. I'm going to continue to do this every year because I'm like, this was so fun for me. <laughs> but also like just amazing strategies and tools and just ideas of like how to deal with whatever you're dealing with right now. So it was pretty cool, pretty fun. And really and amazing. this is content. People. Uh, excuse me. And so this is content that people are going to be able to access mm -hmm. at their leisure and to consume. They don't have to say, oh, I don't have to be in one place at one time for a certain given amount of time. This is just content that you have now curated, accumulated, and people can then gain access to. How do they do that? So it is free. You can head over to highperformancemindsetsummit.com. So it's highperformancemindsetsummit.com. And um, what you'll get, you'll want to sign up there before Friday. Um, or if you're listening to this after Friday, no big deal. Just go up on there and sign up now. Um, and you'll get um, at least two interviews, uh, access to those interviews. So you want to check your email and you'll get access to those interviews. Um, a two probably is going to be like ideal sweet spot, we think. Um, two or three every day. And uh, it'll... By 10 days, you'll, got, you'll have like this amazing toolbox, even stronger than the one that you have right now. And who would even thought that would have been possible? But you have... Uh, <laughs> you you have with your teams, your athletic teams, your work teams, um, your families, because it applies to every single person. It does. It does. And mm -hmm. when we've been talking about this the last few episodes, and for posterity's sake, whenever you may be encountering this, at the time of this recording, um, Cinder and I are both located in different locations, but in Minnesota, the governor has just, uh, we're, we're on the eve of uh, Easter, the governor has just extended the stay in place uh, shelter through uh, May 4th, and we went into this where we got into the fifth practice, and the fifth practice was dominate the controllables, 
And uh, the world's best dominate what they have control over. That's their attitude, their preparation, and their effort instead of what they cannot. And we've remarked on this the past few uh, podcasts. The timing of this could not have been more uh, prescient in the sense that it just, I just have been trying to go out on social media, really trying to tell people to engage. And I'm watching, you know, I'll look at Facebook and I'll say, um, the Beyond Grit podcast just had three new likes or three new listens or whatever it is. And I'm just like, I wish it was 300 or 3,000 or 3 million. But you know what? I can't worry about that. I can't control that. But I'm happy and thankful for the three people that gave it a listen and gave it a like because I know they got something of value. Yes. And I think that's really important. I think there's a reason that we're on this practice at this point is because there are so many things we can't control. The regulations, uh, we can't control like ultimately the spread of uh, COVID-19, only what, what we do, right? We can't control other people's reactions or responses, how much toilet paper there is, if our favorite store or restaurants open, you know, I think ultimately, I think that's just at the heart of this experience. And I think this is showing me like what I do not have control over. And that really all I can control is this mindset that I have, which includes my attitude and my attention and my passion and my purpose and my preparation and my effort and my emotions. And uh, that's, that's what I think about it. Somebody posted something just today, on, or maybe they posted it yesterday. I, I saw it earlier this morning on Facebook. And it was somebody who was associated with one of the political parties. And, and they were speaking in their car, and they were very upset. And they made it very clear that they felt we, we had somehow become communists overnight by following the regulations to shelter in place and made the declaration that they were not going to wear a mask when they were out in, in public. And I, I thought about that for a moment, and I thought, well, this is exactly what the, <laughs> this whole section has been about. I can't control that yeah. person's perception, their reality, or even the fact that they are going to be bound and determined to do what they're going to do. And all I can do is practice whatever safety measures I want to practice for right. myself. And I feel like I still be, will be okay. And I hope that they're okay too. I'm not sure who's right or who's wrong. I'm going to go with the, with the experts on this one. And, um, hope, I guess, that this isn't all being done for some sort of political takeover of the country, but rather they're just trying to keep us physically well yeah. and, and, and just, just go with that, you know? So that's my plan to take care of myself and to do something that I can control, but I can't control the actions of others. And we get into this thing in the next chapter, but before we go do that, we have to take a look back at chapter 26, which was designing a contingency plan. And the homework was to design a contingency plan for yourself. And the purpose of the exercise was? I think ultimately it will help us be more confident and just ready for anything that might come our way. And so we talked about a contingency plan as like really expecting the best, but preparing for anything that comes your way. And that gives you more confidence and control. And uh, you're able to think more like a high performer when you do so. And I think this is one, too, that I tried making this point in the last podcast, and I'm not sure I was entirely effective at what, where I was going with it, so I'd like to just state it again. This is actually one of the things in, in the book that you can do that is, I know from personal experience, that is really fun. Because if you're in a work situation or you're in a sports situation, you can concoct, uh, maybe it's an unlikely scenario, but a worst-case scenario, which really isn't real. But you can say, 
if you say you had a practice and you could say your best player is Sue and you could say, Sue just rolled her ankle. Sue, you're out of here. And Sue's 100% healthy so she can say, what? You know, and so somebody else has to step in and be in Sue's place. Team has to learn that they can go on without Sue. And, and so, yeah, so it, same thing with the work situation and all the rest of it. So when that inevitably does happen, not necessarily to Sue, but to somebody in the game, everyone can look at each other and say, oh, we practiced for this. There's no reason to get out of shape about it. So, and actually, I've always had fun with it. So I would encourage you to do this and in, in create some scenarios that I think people would laugh at, but ultimately they're going to see the wisdom in it. Yeah, and we talked about how it's like just an imperfection, right? That we can't expect things to be perfect, but when we have a planned reaction, we're going to be able to be more in control and not angry or frustrated or anxious when something happens. So chapter 27 is going to be like the easiest one to throw out on social media because yeah. it applies to everybody. Everyone's going to get this right away. When I saw the chapter, I almost forgot like the first time I'd gone through it and read it because I did, didn't make the impact on me that it did this time. And it's just simply don't take things personally. And my reaction to that was, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I take everything personally. It's hard not to. Um, and as I talk about in the chapter, and as I said to you before we hit recording, I'm like, I think I'm going to be talking to myself today. This is of all the chapters and all the concepts, like I have the most difficult time um, not taking things personally. And I've, I've been doing better and I've been really working at it, but I have to be really intentional. And I think ultimately it comes down to just my role models. I saw my mom growing up taking things personally a lot. So you know, it's just a habit I have to keep working on. <laughs> I think we all do. It's, 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 it's hard not to do. And, you know, the old phrase, you know, this isn't about you, you know, and, and you, right. you've got to think about that sometimes. And I think we all get caught up in that. We think we get so much wrapped up in our own heads. And I think the way you introduce the chapter, and I also want to applaud you for the fact that you do say right in the chapter that this is a chapter that really hits home for you. But you start out by talking about Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets, oh which is... Gosh. Yeah, which is, is, if you haven't seen it, what he does is he takes people who are famous, and they agree, I guess, that they, they're going to do this, and they sit down, and they read things that people have tweeted about them. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Um, and, you know, so, so here are a few examples, like Steph Curry reads, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors point guard, who was the NBA MVP, reads, imagine the damage Steph Curry would do in the NBA if he didn't have such a girly name. Hashtag change it to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> or I like this one about a Barack Obama. You know, he read, how do you make Obama's eyes light up? Shine a flashlight in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> or Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Andrews, I love her. She's an ESPN football commentator and host of, you know, Dancing with the Stars. She read, hopefully a ball to your temple knocked the stupid out of you. <laughs> it's amazing that people actually take the time and write this sort of stuff, oh, but it God, is. They're mean. Yeah, and it is, hence they mean tweets. And it is funny yeah. to watch these people read this because they do just laugh it off, you know, and, and or react and say something sort of you know, usually clever about it. But the point you're trying to make is. The point that I'm, I'm trying to make is that if any of these leaders and stars, you know, would have taken things personally or have taken this personally, they wouldn't be where they are today. And uh, Tim, what's really interesting, I was talking about this on my podcast with a guy named Michael Gervais, 
he uh, works with the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll, and he's the sports psychologist there. And I, I was kind of just brainstorming this idea with him. And I said, you know, the thing that I see is like the world's best athletes when people tweet things at them like this, or like somebody in, you know, the newspaper writes something terrible about them, they don't take it personally. In fact, they do the opposite and, and they have this kind of like watch me mentality. And so when people are really rude to them, they take it the opposite because, and I think the reason is to protect their confidence. And the reason we don't want to take it personally is because we want to make sure it doesn't protect our confidence. And then we're not listening to these like outside voices that really guess what? Like they're not in our inner circle. They're not people that are really important to us. And so we do have to be careful about this because I think it ultimately like prevents us from reaching our potential and really going after these big goals that we have. So I think we want to think like the world's best and instead like have more of like this watch me mentality. So on page 156, mm-hmm. you, you have in the last three stanzas, you have a, a lot of words, um, you know, are, are, are enlarged and, and put in a different color. Yeah. But the part that got me was one part that really wasn't because in, in, in one part you say in his book, The Four Agreements, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Miguel Ruiz wrote, nothing people do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dreams. And then after the next part that I'm going to talk about, you say, when you take things personally, you allow the words of others to poison you. But what I really got stopped by was you wrote in between that, when you take things personally, you act and think selfishly. Would you talk about that? Yeah. So what I talk about is like um, how you're, you, t- you think that it's about you and you can let this criticism impact you, maybe eat you. You can overreact. You can hold grudges. You can let that, um, those relationships impact you long term. And so, um, you know, right when we got on the call, I was like, man, I just had something this week that I took really personally. <laughs> and so, you know, what happened, my first reaction was, oh my gosh, why are they doing this to me? And I had to take a step back and I had to say, what's going on with that person, right? Like, what, what do I need? How can I be more empathetic with what's going on with them? And I think that's one of the reasons why it can impact our relationships because we can think it's all about us, but it's not. And so like one small example might be, you know, my son comes home from school and was really angry and mean and says something really mean, um, maybe about me. And I can get really upset <laughs> quickly, um, but then I have to take a deep breath before I, I react and just take a deep breath, decide to respond and think, what happened to him today at school that I need to be concerned about? Or if you're an athletic coach, what happened at school that made this coach or this athlete blow up, right? Or get frustrated or break down. And so when we take things personally, we're not really thinking about the other person. And, and that's what I meant by like, we're taking it, uh, we're taking it, we're thinking and acting selfishly. And, and you start to believe other people's opinions as well. And that, that really does sear your confidence. I really was struck by that because I'm one of those people that if I get to a point and my friends laugh about it, because I have one of my favorite famous phrases is, he or she, he's dead to me. You know what I mean? I just give them the done. Not yeah. going to talk about them. Don't review. We're dead to me. And yeah. I'm a, I am a world class. If you want to talk about the world's best, if you want to write your next short book, 
You could write world's best grudge holders and I will be one of your star examples. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy to take it like as a grudge, right? Oh, and I've had to really work on this in my life is like, no. you know, how can I, how can I, here we go, learn and burn. You know, that's something we're going to talk about in practice nine. So what are some things you can do if you find yourself sliding down that rabbit hole, taking things that others say about you personally? I think there's, you know, and in the book, I talk about several different strategies that you can use. Um, when you get feedback from like a coach or a leader or a boss or supervisor, I think what's important is to like read it like a text message or listen to it like a text message. And what I mean by that is like a text message, you don't necessarily hear the emotion behind it. You're just listening to the words. And that's really helpful. Like if you're an athlete or your boss has given you really, you know, tough feedback. I think there's a couple other things though, Tim, like you could also work to be in and have some empathy, be in their, the other person's shoes, you know, maybe they had a bad day or something's going on with their family or they're struggling in some way. And we have no idea what the other person is dealing with. And then my favorite strategy. Okay. Uh, I love Dr. Daniel Amen. He wrote, yeah, um, before you say this, I just want to yeah? say, I read it and I laughed out loud. This is yeah. classic. So thank you. I just, I'm sorry for interrupting, but this is one of the funniest things and will live with me forever. So please, I'll shut up and let you go. <laughs> well, the first time I read it, I laughed too. And I thought, oh my gosh, isn't this so wise and so accurate? Yes. Yeah. So Dr. Daniel Amen is a psychiatrist. He wrote um, several bestselling books. And he says, when you're 18, you worry that everyone is thinking about you, which is true, right? When you're right. 18, you don't give a darn what anyone thinks of you. And when you're 60, you realize no one's been thinking about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is so genius. That is yeah. so Isn't perfect. It so good? And um, I, well, I was actually interviewing Michael Gervais on my podcast. I already mentioned him. And he said, like, the number one fear of, of people is other people's opinions, right? So when we do take things personally, we then all of a sudden think about what other people are thinking about us instead of what, what's most important, what we think about ourselves. And guess what? People aren't thinking about us. They're doing things because of them. And so sometimes that's what I also use as a strategy. It's like, this has nothing to do with me. How can I let this just like bounce off me? And, and because guess what? I'm going to protect my inner circle. I'm going to put like this little, you know, um, bubble around me. And uh, when you do that, then you don't let anybody else impact your own mindset, your, your energy, right? And then you can still be at your best more often, which I think really that's what this whole podcast is all about, Tim. It is. All right. So, so our homework for chapter 27. So your homework for this week is to practice this. Think like a 60-year-old and keep in mind that probably uh, others are not thinking about you in this way and try one of these strategies that we've talked about when you see yourself taking something personally. Remember that it's not about you and, uh, and work to be in their shoes and, and instead like think about what's going on with them. Um, but make sure you're protecting your confidence and uh, don't let other people's opinion sear your confidence. Boy, I, I needed this book when I was like eight years old. <laughs> I think about how much time I wasted where I wouldn't even try things because I was so afraid of what people were going to think. I so want to get this in front of little kids and just say, just go ahead. Just try. It's, just try. it's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. 
Do you want to give us our, please, our high-performance uh, power phrase? You bet. I don't take what other people do or say personally. I decide to protect my grit and confidence and keep my belief in myself high. Okay. Now, this is where we would normally get to our, uh, our grit board and our uh, gritty people of the week. But we have an added step because as we turn the corner and start heading for home, we are past the halfway point in the book. And we're about to close the uh, chapter on practice number five. So concluding thoughts for the fifth practice. I think what's most important from this fifth practice is to remember to dominate the controllables, right? There's so many things in this world you cannot control, but you can control your APE, your attitude, your attention, your actions. The P stands for your passion, your preparation, um, your purpose. The E stands for your emotions, your effort. And I think reminding yourself of that. We also talked about like creating the my case scenario um, instead of the best case or the worst case. Like think about um, how can you develop this contingency plan. We talked about not um, not worrying about what other people think, and remember that your belief in yourself is most important. So protect that confidence. Uh, talk to yourself really powerfully. Those are a few things we talked about, Tim. It, they were wonderful. And, and I think that the whole uh, thing of, you know, just trying to dominate that which you can control is such an easy concept. And I love the fact that in your concluding thoughts, you have key phrases, I am a creator, believe in my scenario, and your last one is, of course, think like a 60-year-old. <laughs> I think that is so, so great. So thank you for the laugh. Um, true transparency to everyone out there. Uh, Cinder and I discussed, as we usually do, what are you going to do for your gritty person of the week? And um, we kicked it around a little bit. And uh, without putting words in your mouth, we, we basically decided that as we are still in the middle of the pandemic, um, there really is no reason for us to change uh, our gritty people of the week because we have um, doctors and nurses and first responders and police officers who are doing uh, unusual uh, things right now, uh, exceptional things because they have to and uh, under unusual and, and difficult circumstances. And so I think we are, if we take the time to acknowledge and look, we are seeing people walking examples of grit and, and, and people who are providing examples to all of us who sometimes may think about the inconveniences we are being faced right now in our lives but there are people here who have been touched by the very real consequences of this pandemic in a way that their lives will never be the same. And they, maybe they lost people. And to listen to the, the doctors and the nurses who can't go home and can't be with their families and, the, and the, the truckers, you know, and all these different people who are doing things differently because they have to. I mean, uh, just look around you and you can't help but see the grit. I know. And, you know, grit really means to me that you stay passionate, you keep going, you're persistent, and uh, you know what your purpose is. And I think um, for everyone to keep going to work and helping people um, really, you know, survive during this time um, in terms of their health and take in really being selfless, self, selfless, right? That you're really... Um, giving up your time and your energy and maybe even your own health to serve others. I think that's, uh, you know, incredible. So 
I would love to, who's ever listening is just, I'm grateful for everyone who's really helping us during this time, the medical professionals. And, and I will be that, that suck-up sidekick, and I will say I am grateful for the opportunity to work with you on this to help get your, your work out to more people. Um, it's, it's, it's an incredible journey. It's a half hour of joy for me to be able to spend this time with you every week. You're wonderful at what you do, <laughs> and I couldn't, couldn't mean it more highly. Uh, one more word on the high-performance uh, mindset summit, please. Oh, yeah. You can head over to highperformancemindsetsummit.com. I guarantee it will be worth every single minute that you put listening into uh, to these, and they're just uh, phenomenal. So you'll learn even more tools and mindset strategies to help you really live um, your best during this time and reduce that anxiety or fear, help you deal with any emotions you're experiencing, and, and really to stay energetic and positive and gritty during this time. And I'm just going to put in one plug for the, the people that uh... – we're on their platform. That's the National Sports Center and, and Beyond the Bench uh, blog page. The National Sports Center is one of those entities that has quietly gone about their, their job for decades. People really don't even know they're out there. But you know who really knows they're out there? All the people in the area around Blaine that's, that get the economic impact of having 4 million visitors every year. Well, the NSC is a uh, not-for-profit, and it is shut down right now. And basically losing a million dollars a month because of this wow. whole thing. So um, I, I know this has been very hard on our friends at the NSC. And on behalf of Dr. Kampoff, we just want to say, um, you know what? Stay gritty. We're fans of yours. We know that you're going to get through this. We know what you mean to Minnesota. And um, I'm not sure I'm not going to post something this week to, to even start a GoFundMe and just say, if you're so inclined, give a dollar you know, to the National Sports Center, because if, if everyone did that in the state of Minnesota, guess what? You know, right. they're, they're okay and they're afloat. Um, so they bring a lot of money into this area. They're the fir- people's first impressions of Minnesota. Many cases come from the National Sports Center. They're wonderful ambassadors. It's a great example of, of giving kids an opportunity to participate and uh, stay strong, stay gritty throughout this whole thing. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for joining us, because the Beyond Grit podcast is really all about you. It's all about trying to help you reach your peak potential. And we'd love it if you would check out this and the other great content that you can find on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can leave us your questions and your comments. You're also going to find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, where we encourage you to rate and review us so we can reach and help more empower and help empower more people with Dr. Kampoff's brilliant content. And I'm going to sign off. I'm Tim McNiff. We're going to let Dr. Kampoff uh, send us out on our way until we meet again. Stay gritty this week and mentally strong, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.